0: Want to get going? Yeah, Yeah, let's do this. All right. It's been a while. Mm. And I made a promise that I didn't keep, so I got to apologize about that. All right. All right, here we go. Welcome, Guardians. It's July 30th and 31st, uh, 2017, and you're listening to Ghost Stories, a Destiny podcast. Uh, This is episode 54, and although we had a, uh, a new vault episode... Ready and and waiting uh, with the Destiny Two beta flying in here, we pretty much uh, command it. Pretty much commanded our conversation about it. So that's what this show is going to be about, and uh, we're gonna go over our impressions of the beta and dig into some of the lore and discoveries that are uh, setting up some of the storylines for Destiny Two, um, both new and continuing from Destiny One. Mm. So that'll be. That'll be fun. Um, I do have to apologize. I know last episode was our uh, Guardian Con recap, and I I'm fairly certain I've been called out on it a couple times. Um, I, I I said I promise we will be back next week with Vault of Glass, and we weren't. It's been it's been two weeks, um, and we're sorry once again. Um, keep putting my foot where the mouth hole is or something. <laughs> um, but, but it, it again we, it, some of those circumstances that came up that our schedules all just conflicted and we just could not couldn't make it happen. So I, I am sorry. So Vault is getting knocked off for another week at least um, but we will continue with that and finish that up. We we really want to get back into it. Anywho this week uh, I I'm beta Ray <laughs> uh and with me we've got somebody drop- will get that i i don't i don't get it i read it earlier and i'm like i don't know this one Th- that was that was drop development model what's up <laughs> drop
1: uh not too much you can blame i'll 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 take the blame for that no episode last week that was me Flying. I spent 10 days in New York. So, my plan was to fly back from New York, get home here to Oakland, and then jump on and record that episode. But my flight was delayed more than a few hours. So, it just didn't happen. Although, I could have probably recorded from the plane. I don't think my, <laughs> my neighbors would have appreciated that.
0: Or they would have been really happy they were on a podcast. That's possible.
2: plus if you thought my laptop sounded like a jet engine a jet engine does (laughs) sound like a
0: jet engine (laughs) true true um and that is scalability pop what's going on sherb
2: i'm I'm good i had fun playing the beta and i'm all excited so i'm glad to be back podcasting I missed you guys. Yes. I know.
0: I know. It was. It was. Uh, it's been a while, and and it wasn't just your fault, Drop. I mean, because we we had a couple more days. We tried to to work it out, and it just it just didn't work. And it, it again, life life gets in the way. Um, but before we jump into our uh, impressions and and whatnot of the beta, um, couple couple house cleaning things, and and some thanks and announcements um if you didn't hear the last episode we are now over on uh audio boom they are our new host yeah yeah they're our new host for the podcast and if you're listening now you might have just heard a short 30 second commercial prior to the show uh and you'll hear one at the end um and again that goes uh goes along with us um doing a little bit of monetization of the podcast without actually having to ask listeners for money or using a patreon or anything like that um, the 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 commercials that we're getting are, are advertisements that audio boom has has kind of gotten for us and uh, you'll start to hear those and eventually we may start to read a few things in the in the middle of the the episode um, hopefully some products you'll enjoy and if if not, either way, if we're reading them, we're going to make them fun, or at least I'll try to. So,
1: I was just uh, talking to somebody about that, uh, about moving the ad model over and, and adding them to the front and back of the show, and then possibly having sponsors moved into the show where we get to sort of adjust and write the copy ourselves for the ads. I was like, man, I'm dying to hear <laughs> X-ray work
0: a product placement
1: like into the show stream.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Segways into it.
0: Yeah, it'll it'll be fun. Uh I'm I'm looking forward to it. And and again, it's gonna be it'll be great for everybody involved because again, we're not asking our listeners for anything. And um if it helps us to to be able to to do some giveaways and uh have some have some more fun and and get some stuff going on the podcast for the listeners that's that's what we're that's the the main reason we're doing it you know we all have full-time jobs we're not using this as a as a a way to supplement an income of any of, uh, la, la 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 of any sort but um but yeah it's it's basically to you know help us run the show and make the show better and have more fun with it and give back to the community uh so so yeah, it's Audio Boom, uh, and we will make sure and and get some links out there. But you can still find us through iTunes and Google Play. Uh, we're out on Stitcher now and TuneIn and a couple other uh, new apps that Audio Boom works with. Um, I don't I don't think we're on iHeartRadio yet, although we have applied there. Um, if we can get on there, it'll be great because I know that's one of the one of the bigger uh, platforms people are using now for music. So. Um, but there's
1: an iHeartRadio app for Xbox too, so you can
0: listen while you play. You can listen
1: while you play. Look at that! Hey, hey! God, I, um, I'm, now I'm thinking of a thousand ways to work a Casper mattress ad into the things we talk about. <laughs> I'm like, save that for the EXO episode.
0: This is going to be great. Just, yeah, or just <laughs> wait for Gamble to fall asleep, and then we'll just. Oh, hey. come on! He's, he's not, not here. Even, I can talk he's about it. Not him.
1: even here to defend himself.
0: That's right. That's how I roll. Um, but. <laughs> All right, so that, that's really it. I don't think we have many other other, other thanks and announcements that I can think of. Um, no, I've, there's a couple of
1: thanks that I have in the show itself. Uh, one of the things that I, so I felt bad not having a show for the past uh, couple of weeks, so I've been live streaming a bit. I did like a seven-hour live stream of the beta. Uh, and there's some really good conversations happened during the course of the live stream uh, and the same when we were on the farm there was some cool little things. So just some, I'll have in later in the episode, I'll have some shout outs to the folks who made those
0: conversations really fun. Awesome. Um, All right. Um, I don't think I'll read that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I guess let's just jump into it. Um, I guess like just quickly or, 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 you know, what were, I guess, your kind of first impressions? Or what what did you come out of the uh, the beta feeling like? Um, I guess, Sherb, sure, go ahead. What do you, what was your overall, you know, couple sentence uh. description of, of your beta experience? <laughs> Duh, don't.
2: Uh, well, I'm super hyped for the whole game now. I was finding it hard to be super hyped for Destiny 2, just because it's really far away. Uh, but after playing it, I'm like, ah, I want this game so that's good uh I really liked the farm I stayed up to play in the farm because it was like 3 or 4am oh that's right (laughs) yeah
0: I remember you Uh, ah
2: rest of the world um yeah it was it was awesome I I really enjoyed it and I can foresee spending a lot of time there and I cannot wait to see a patrol because patrol was probably the thing I spent the most time in in Destiny 1 yeah I'd love to see that but I had connection problems unfortunately in the beta uh I was welcomed back to the world of Destiny by my two old friends, Anteater and Weasel.
0: Aww. and uh,
2: <laughs> And uh, I couldn't play with my boyfriend because he's in the US and apparently you can't join activities uh, across regions. It wasn't saying that, it just wouldn't work. So yeah. hmm. please let that not be a thing in the actual game. <laughs> that would not be fun. I would be all alone and sad. So, actually, it worked out that I didn't join the streams because I felt bad about that. But now thinking about it, I probably couldn't have. Um, Boo. But I had internet issues the last little while, which is unfortunate. But last Friday, I did get a new internet provider, modem everything. And everything works really smoothly, and it's Ooh, great. nice. Good, so good. So, that's exciting. So, I might be able to play some more. We'll see.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you drop? What you, do you think?
2: uh
1: initially i i had some reactions on Twitter i some hot takes uh i felt like the whole game has been very artificially slowed down uh, uh i mean i think a, the clearest representation of that was supers took forever to charge and abilities took forever to charge and yes i know it's the beta and yes i know that they're changing how those mechanics work by having gear directly affect them and we didn't have access to that gear uh, but still like even like even like just jumping felt heavy heavier uh and slower and everything was very sort of like deliberately deliberately uh slowed, uh is how I sorta of felt. I played a lot. I played the beta every day it was available. Uh did tons of exploration, went all over Nessus. Um uh, Some other notes I had were a lot of the flavor text was awful. (laughs) Uh, We're going to go into it on this show uh, because we're going to – a lot of it – some of it was very relevant and really cool references. Some of it was just god-awful, and there's one in particular that I have huge issues with. Uh, We'll get into it. Awesome. Uh, uh, I feel like Bungie discovered the low end of audio. Every sound effect felt like it was operating way down the low end, especially jumping now. Uh, And a lot of the guns felt heavier, beefier, bassier. Uh, The most fun I had were in the last few days, I just went nuts with Infinite Supers. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just ran strikes over and over and over again with Infinite Supers for all three. (laughs) Uh, uh, I really came to love uh, Arc Pole Dance. Uh, is super fun when it's infinite, when you have time to play with it, even though you don't get the infinite dodge mechanic, which is crazy fun. It's actually is a pretty cool super when you get a chance to use it. Uh, it was fun to explore with because you could cover huge amounts of ground with some of the combos, and that was super fun. Uh, infinite Daybreak on... Dawnblade was an absolute boss destroyer. You could just stay in the air and hurl those things everywhere. Wow. Um, You didn't have the infinite air dash. I did do some infinite air dash exploring to get up into some areas that weren't supposed to be accessible. Uh, And then infinite uh, Sentinel. Of all of them, infinite Sentinel was the least hype, unfortunately. Hmm. Everybody was super jazzed for that, that whole thing. Uh, and it felt a little lacking to me. Uh, I think it tries to do too much because you get the Ward of Dawn, you get the mobile shield, you get the double, the two attacks, the swing and the dash, and you get the shield toss. So it's like, it's trying to be ranged. It's trying to be close quarters. It's trying to be defensive. Uh, so it was it was really broken when it's infinite because the mobile shield is 100% damage mitigation, which means that you could just walk into anything <laughs> uh there were a couple times in the boss fight where i would just hold the shield for my teammates and like Protheon would come over and stomp you and it just does zero damage <laughs> uh, everything everything does zero damage you could fall forever and land and take no fall damage it was just, it was cool because it was like really broken but uh and you had uh you had infinite shield toss it worked off your grenade cooldown or your melee cooldown uh, yeah. when you're in super mode, so it was fun to play with the shield. But it wasn't; it's not as aggressive as the other two. Uh, so it wasn't quite as, but it was awesome. Like it was the most fun I had in the entire beta was infinite supers because it felt like Destiny again, <laughs> uh, and and not like uh, whatever Call of Duty with occasional super abilities.
0: Right, right. So all right. So here's a big question: Day one. Uh, what class are you going to gonna fire up to run through the story mode the first time? Oh, Hunter. Okay. I, I figured as much. I just wanted to make sure. Sherb, yeah. you you still on Team oh, Hunter? Oh, likewise.
2: Hunter, okay. yeah, yeah.
0: Right. yeah. me too. So, I mean, my experience, I really, I had a good time. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, the I ran all three uh, classes also. Uh, I didn't play nearly as much as it sounded like you did, but I don't know if anybody did. And... <laughs> Um, I had a, I had a great time uh, in in PvP. Um, I had a I had a lot of fun in countdown because I really enjoyed search and destroy back in Call of Duty. I played that a lot, uh, but the difference was, for me at least, was you know search and destroy was in when I played in Call of Duty. It was when you played well and played against other teams that were good. You know it was very stealthy. You know, it was it was a lot of sneaking up and having somebody cover you with a sniper while one person tried to go up and set the bomb, set the charge, and and get away. Whereas this was very fast and furious, and it and it the fact that you know you get into a, a firefight and everybody's dead, the other team wins. I mean, I get that, yeah. but it it just happened so much faster than I felt like it should have, um, and also the uh, The timing on those charges, man, it seemed so fast. Like, uh, Like you really almost didn't have, like if you were, like there were a couple times where, you know, occasionally you'd take a chance and go to, you know, go to the right to that charge and they went and set the left. And by the time they set it and you realize it. You you really only had enough time to get to it and disarm it. Otherwise, it was done. You couldn't stop and have a battle kind of on the way and still get there with time to to get rid of it. Unless it just unless you know you just wasted the other team like really fast, which wasn't super common. Um, Yeah, the timer seemed really aggressive. There was a
1: couple of times where I was playing countdown and it's evenly matched. You know, it's like maybe. Two to two against three, and somebody gets to revive, and now it's back to three v three, and somebody's going for the fourth revive, and it seems like it's going to be like a really good sort of tug of war battle, and then it's like one minute remaining, and everybody has to scramble and like take really risk, make really risky plays.
0: Right, right. It was, it was just, it, it definitely was pushed to be more fast paced, which um, I could have done without. I could, you know, best out of of how, how many did you have to? I forget how many we had to. How many you needed to set to win, or whatever, or, or how many matches you had to win, but they could tone that down and make each individual match longer. Um, but uh, but no, it was fun. I you know it's the competitive side of the PVP is is how they're kind of labeling it. So you know you definitely I had more fun when I went in with a fire team of people that I knew and and we all talked and could coordinate and. and um, you know, I had I had fun when I did just the the match make and jumped in and people weren't talking or there was like one person talking and it was still a good time, but uh, you definitely want to play that one with with people you know or at least with people that are going to communicate with you a little bit because it it does take a little coordination to to be good at it if you want a, a better chance at winning. So, um, but also had a great time with uh, oh gosh with uh, 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 the other social pvp the um control control yeah you had fun with that um you know i think uh once they get some more maps in there and and things are rotating through it'll it'll feel a little better um you know after you play the after i play the same maps so many times it's like eh okay I, i really need to i need to to mix it up a little bit but it was still really fun and playing it on on all the classes um was was good time i had the best luck with my uh in pvp with my warlock um really yeah but it i think it was because uh the hunter i didn't have a pulse rifle Um, oh
1: that that pulse rifle was mean
0: yeah that pulse (laughs) rifle was really good i liked it a lot and uh but but yeah not not having i didn't have any guns on my hunter that i really felt like that Uh, i'll do it that i really liked yet you know i mean and i could see you know once we get once you know i I didn't have any... Pro- I mean, I got my super a few times on, on my characters, but um, Golden Gun, gosh, I think just runs out so fast.
1: Yeah. Uh, that, unfortunately, that Golden Gun path was not good for PvP at all.
0: No. Mm-mm. So, but anyway, yeah, overall, I like I said, I had a great time. Um, I was a little underwhelmed by it, but I'm hoping that they only get... I mean, obviously, they just gave us a little piece of it, so... I yep. fully expect there to be a lot more um, on both the PVE and PvP side. Uh, the uh, the the one thing I gotta say about PvP is I hope I hope they have more than just four v four modes because you know they they plugged and pushed and said how much this game is social and the community has made this game what it is and all of a sudden they're saying, oh, you know how you could used to play with six of your friends? Well, now you can't play with as many of your friends. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and it's like they're taking the social aspect, for me at least, out of it and I always think back to the day you know, I always had a good time playing, you know, trials and I had fun playing, you know, games where there were only a, you know four or five people on my fire team. But the most fun I've had playing any PvP, just pure fun, is when I played Halo Big Team Battle, when I had a huge team of all my <laughs> friends, and we just had a great, you know, there were a lot of conversations going on, and it was a lot of chit-chat, And but it was it was just like, you got to hang out with a bunch of people all at once, and just have a good time, And and it was, that was the best social experience I've had in a video game, and I really hope they don't, limit us to just three of our our closest friends to, to be able yeah. to play with in PvP so but we'll see we'll see uh, yeah
2: I agree with that some of the most fun I've had in crucible has been in like the matches with lots of people in them and it's like mayhem or something where it's just crazy and chaotic and there is just people everywhere and you're never sort of overthinking strategies because <laughs> I'm terrible at that right so the games where you have to like super strategize and coordinate and Work out specific tactics to win aren't always the fun ones. I like the ones where you can just be like, I'm going to go in and throw a super and I'm going to kill eight people because they're all just there.
0: Well, that's why (laughs) customs got so, so popular so fast when they released them is because all of a sudden you had 12 of your friends playing a game and, you know, it was fun to kill your friends and talk to them. And there were a lot of times when we'd have, you know, full teams and all be in the same party. You know, we'd all still yep. be, be talking together and it wasn't, you know, we weren't trying to coordinate secretly and it was cuz it was just fun. It was fun to to talk trash to them and and uh, just have a good time. So again, I hope that that we get something yeah. more of it eventually. It might maybe not at release, but I hope they uh, reconsider the whole 4v4 methodology if that's what they have decided is the only type of, of
2: Yeah, Well, now there is a variety now that
1: now that snipers have been relegated to power weapons uh it feels like the bigger maps are going to be less sniping fests so the the bigger maps give the opportunity for yeah i'd love to see like you know just double it make it eight on eight like (laughs) (laughs) right can you imagine like like, eight on eight mayhem clash it would be unbelievable
2: amazing (laughs) yeah i'd have so much fun with that
0: on very so, big on big maps. You know, I big miss maps, I miss yeah. big maps yeah. too. You know, it was always fun. Oh,
2: like the ones with vehicles and everything.
0: And that's why I've been having fun playing uh player unknown battlegrounds, because the map is gigantic. It's huge and <laughs> But then you know, it gets it's, smaller and smaller. Uh well yeah, and it gets smaller and smaller. But you know, it's just I like to to have Yeah to be f- footloose and fancy free on my PvP <laughs> maps and <laughs> <laughs> so with yeah well
1: and I'm with I'm also with sure where I'm looking very much looking forward to patrol uh, the more I see about it the more like these adventures and world quests and I tried breaking into the uh, we'll talk about this the uh, I think it's called the tower of flame the vex Citadel or the vex tower that's on Nessus uh, is not the actual uh Lost sector. The lost sector was under the waterfall or right next to it. So I tried, I tried my hardest to break into there. Uh, the wall they put up <laughs> seemed pretty solid. Pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, especially without without the ability to call a sparrow. Right. Uh, because the big thing was with the infinite super glitch working, it probably meant that a lot of the sparrow glitches also worked. We just didn't have access to the sparrows.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: so I'm looking forward to. And some of the events look awesome, like some of the adventure events look really cool, like legitimate horde modes and like uh ultra hard public events and stuff like that. That's the kind of stuff I'm looking forward to. Yeah. The living it, world the living world part of it.
0: Patrol should be I mean, patrol should be pretty awesome. I mean with as, as big and as free roaming as you could get on the strike, I mean that yeah, place was I huge.
1: <laughs> Went to a lot of places I probably shouldn't have.
0: Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. Well, let's get into that. Let's get into right. into uh, into the strike and into the places drop was not supposed to be.
1: Well, let's let's recap. We've talked about this before. Uh, what is Nessus? Uh, so we talked about this uh, in a previous episode. With after I got back from the launch event in LA. So seventy sixty six Nessus uh, is an icy minor planet. That was discovered by David Rabinowitz uh, in 1993. It's a centaur-class planetoid, uh, and we'll talk about why it's called a centaur-class planetoid, because I want to get a little bit into the mythology of Nessus, um, because it could potentially reveal, not that I think it can reveal story issues uh, or what's going to happen in the story, but we do know that in the past, uh, the names of things have played a significant role in what they actually are in the game. So let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, Nessus appears in Destiny 1. Uh, it's actually in Ghost Fragment Cade 6. Uh, and it talks in that particular card uh, Cade is doing a, this is one where Cade's doing all these like text-based queries to the tower computer uh, asking for ridiculous things. Uh But one of the things he asks are events related to 126 years ago. And in one of them, the computer returns that the Centaur planetoid 7066 Nessus re-enters the system after unexplained delay. Uh, So the real Nessus uh, has an orbital period of 122.4 years, even though their orbits can be a little bit unstable. This is saying that Nessus took an extra... Three and a half years to get back into our system, and the cause of the delay is currently unknown. So whether that was the Vex uh, getting a hold of it or some other thing, we we currently don't know about the game. But there was a acknowledged delay. Uh, so but in mythology, Nessus plays uh, an interesting role. Uh, is the centaur who was uh, killed by Hercules, uh, but then whose tainted blood in turn killed Hercules. Uh, so a little brief thing here. A wild centaur named Nessus attempted to kidnap and or rape Dianara, uh, who was fer- he was ferrying her across the river Euanos. Uh, but she was rescued by Hercules, who shot the centaur with a poison arrow. As he lay dying, Nessus persuaded Dianaria to take a sample of his blood, telling her that she could craft a potion with it if she mixed it with olive oil, and that Hercules would never again be unfaithful. Uh, So she believed him and she kept that little potion with her. Uh, Of course, Hercules fathered a whole slew of illegitimate (laughs) children all across Greece as those people were wont to do in those days. Uh, And then he fell in love with Eol, uh, or Eol. So she feared that Hercules would leave her forever. She smeared some of the blood on his uh, famous lion-skin shirt. Uh, Hercules' servant Lycus brought the shirt to him and he put it on. The centaur's toxic blood burned Hercules terribly, uh, and eventually he threw himself onto a funeral pyre and died. Uh, that is the abbreviated death of Hercules. Uh, so while this is not an exact match to current Destiny storyline events, it does set the stage for a number of possibilities about the Traveler's Light. Uh, one of them is that it could prove to be poisonous to the Cabal, uh, and I've talked about this before, Just the Cabal are trying to take the Light by force, uh, and we learn from the Books of Sorrow that the light gives, the light does not take. So it may not even be a thing that you can take. So the lesson, uh, you know, in this little this story about Nessus is that, you know, be car- be careful, you know, trying to kill a thing that the thing you tried to kill or take does not come back and kill you in the end. Uh So whether that serves as a metaphor for what may happen in the story, we don't necessarily know. We also know that reclaiming the light or purifying the light is a mechanic we already have in Destiny. In the Taken King, we did that a lot, especially in the uh, uh, King's Fall. So again, pure speculation, uh, but it could be hints to what we might be facing in the future of Destiny 2. We'll find out. Uh, A couple other notes here, normally Nessus appears as a villain, um, but in the 2010 animated version of the video game Dante's Inferno, uh, Nessus is a woman, voiced by Charlotte Cornwell, uh, and she's actually friendly to Dante and Virgil. She is not an antagonist uh, in that particular game or its story. So, uh, It's unlikely that she is the voice of Failsafe. I tried really hard to find out who the voice actress is for Failsafe. Uh, It's not currently published. Uh, Miss Cornwell is 68 though, so it's probably not her. Uh, So setting the stage for something wherein Nessus is friendly to us rather than adversarial to us. Uh, And the Arcadian Valley, which is the main area of Nessus that the game Destiny 2 takes place in. uh, There's a lot of places on Earth that share that name. Uh, It's just a sort of like a poetic word for pastoral utopia where people live in harmony with nature, uh, which is obviously not what's happening on Nessus uh, or in that Arcadian Valley. Uh, But it's worth noting that the very first ship that we get in Destiny 1 is an Arcadia-class jump ship. So maybe that technology was developed on Nessus and brought back. Who knows? Uh, So that's a little bit about Nessus. It's a real place. It's been fictionalized for Destiny. There's some shenanigans going on. It's a machine planet, quote unquote, uh, or at least an important something important to the Vex, anyway. If they've got a god level uh, mind down there, which is something else we'll talk about. Uh, speaking of failsafe, apparently she's manic bipolar. Uh, But we also know that one of the story missions involving Failsafe is called Thinking About Death, so there's a good chance that Failsafe as an AI is dealing with some pretty hefty psychological issues, uh, including the loss of the entire Exodus Black crew. Uh, We know from other Grimoire entries that the AIs in charge of the Exodus ships take their crew and colonists very seriously. They feel very protective of them. Uh, And the entire it was confirmed Uh, in one of the Bungie videos that IGN released, that uh, Failsafe is the only survivor of Exodus Black. Uh, She was the computer core AI that controlled Exodus Black, a colony ship that ended up crashing on Nessus. Uh, You could actually see it from the beta. Uh, It's going to be an actual destination in the final game. Uh, We know that Exodus Black was carrying a cache of SIVA, uh, along with a collection of colonists and supplies. Uh, So it's quite possible that uh, Failsafe is suffering from the effects of SIVA. Uh, And that comes from... There's two different versions, or two different hints about that in the current game. So one is the raid gear for Wrath of the Machine. When it's assembled, it's a conversation between Willa Bray and possibly General... Chen Lanshu in her squirrel suit uh, about the use of SIVA in the Exodus program. And then we also have Ghost Fragment Russia 4, uh, which describes uh, an AI mind uh, sort of fighting back or describing the sensation of slowly being taken over by SIVA. Not even necessarily taking over, just that because it has no will you know, see if it just does whatever it's told, but it wants to exist. So, uh, it says, I can feel the mites buzzing, pushing against my sub mind. They try to steal fragments of memory, but I do not let them. They have no will, but they want to be. I exert electronic will, pushing, shaping, forcing stasis on perpetual motion. They are quiet then, but I can still sense them. Where once my cargo holds were full of tools and weapons and material, now they hold barely contained possibility. New worlds will be built from these tiny mites, weapons and cities and ships created by thought and science. So this is something that was introduced in uh, Rise of Iron. Uh, Prior to this, there was never any indication that the colony ships were loaded up with SIVA like these crazy micro machine mites to assemble the whatever wherever they were going to it does raise questions we were just having this conversation earlier in the discord chat about the farm (laughs) and why would places like the farm even still exist if SIVA existed since every place should have been like a gigantic science utopia city because SIVA can build anything out of anything (laughs) they sort of like the the uneven distribution of the future and technology and stuff like that. Uh, We don't know if this is about Exodus Black. There's a good chance. But there's a lot of colony ships, so this could be any colony ship. Uh, But given that it was introduced in Rise of Iron uh, and Rise of Iron, it seems like they're trying really hard to connect some of the rewrites they did in Rise of Iron to the ongoing story in Destiny 2. It wouldn't surprise me if this was Exodus Black uh, and Failsafe. Uh, Bodies of the Exodus Black colonists uh, are all over Nessus. uh, And there is a world quest called O-Captain that deals with them. Uh, Failsafe asks us to collect audio logs from exodus black crew members so that title of that quest could be the reason why failsafe comes to refer to us as the captain during the inverted spire that was one of the sort of questions like why does she call us the captain Uh, and that could be due to this quest O captain Uh, during this quest we also know that aside from fighting the fallen we need to recover memory cores from the vex so there's a lot going on at exodus black There's SIVA, uh, there's Fallen, uh, there's Vex involved, there's all kinds of craziness happening in that part of the map. Uh, There's a possibility that Failsafe is SIVA. Uh, and The AI has been completely supplanted, and SIVA is just acting in mimicry of what it assumes Failsafe to be. Uh, And it's worth noting that this is Siva without the influence of either the Fallen or Rasputin, which is something we have not encountered in Destiny before. Uh, This is sort of like Siva in its pure form, uh, just sort of existing as it was intended to exist without direction, rather than uh, it sort of like corrupted influence by the Fallen in Rise of Iron or controlled by Rasputin uh, during the Dark Ages and the Dawn of the City Age. Uh, And at some point, it's Defend Failsafe from the Fallen during an adventure called Exodus Siege. Uh, The flavor text or the descriptive text on that particular uh, patrol adventure is called The Fallen Prepare to Attack Failsafe's Mainframe Aboard the Exodus Black. So there's quite a bit going on with Failsafe. Uh some of these adventures and these quests these world quests won't be available until after the main campaign is finished so it seems like even though we're going to nessus during the campaign a lot of the the deeper information about uh failsafe won't come until after we finish that thing uh so yeah that's failsafe uh it seemed very much like a point of contention. A lot of people were not particularly happy with <laughs> with Failsafe. Uh, I think more to the point, the conversations with Failsafe highlighted how dumb our ghost is now. So... <laughs> and this is, a, this is something else we discussed uh, in the Discord chat, where... Now that the Guardian is sort of like confirmed to be losing, we're losing our voice. You know the 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 ex, I guess the excuse there. The reasoning is that it's easier to project ourselves into the the role of the Guardian if they don't speak. But the unfortunate result of that is now Ghost speaks for us, and they have turned Ghost into like a Jar Jar Binksish sidekick. Uh, whereas at least Ghost in Destiny 1 provided information like even if it was like not right or vague or obscure or not the information we wanted but now he's just like incessant like banter it's awful Uh, and it's highlighted unfortunately a lot with with Failsafe who also is not particularly written marvelously so
2: and i find it has the opposite effect for me if i'm playing a silent protagonist with a few exceptions of well-written games where it requires it i find i relate less to them if they talk and they have a character and you can sort of if they just have a few lines of dialogue the way they're said i feel like i can put a bit of character in there and i feel like i relate more to them then
1: (laughs) I a totally silent, agree.
2: I, I have trouble putting myself in the place of a silent protagonist as much. Um, well, just like the, like watching a TV show with a main character, you can put yourself in their place, even though they have a personality in a story.
1: Right. I mean, at the cutscene right at the end of Homecoming, where we lose our light and like ghost sort of like plinks to the ground. Re- at no point really does our guardian have anything to say about that. Yeah like that is there like was the like pinnacle a couple moment of points
2: where <laughs> it's like the fo- the camera is focused on the guardian or something and i was hoping like oh please please tell me there's going to be dialogue and it just isn't there yet because it was kind of based on the character you picked in your creation yeah like <laughs> cuz before the voice it chose is based on your gender and race i think yes um and it was like Please tell me this is silent because that's not like <laughs> I haven't picked anything and it's going to be put in there. But it's like no, I just want want some dialogue. It made it so much more engaging for me.
1: Well, I mean, I think the ultimate the ultimate example here really is Master Chief, right? Like, the whole point of Halo is that you get to take on the role of this like super Spartan badass. But every you know, Master Chief like inserted amazing like short rare but abruptly powerful lines and you're like man this, this dude is a super badass and I'm a badass for being able to play in his boots uh.
2: well yeah I used to replay like vanilla destiny missions where my character talks just to hear my character talk because I could remember <laughs> what their voice sounded like because <laughs> it made it so much more interesting in my head that they had a voice that I didn't give them yeah and then I could imagine it that way, and like i I'd always replay like the the first uh vex black heart mission where oh like when you're talking to the speaker or you're talking to the queen, and I'd replay those because you can hear your character talk, yeah, <laughs> and I loved it, and that kind of phased out at the later expansions, and it made me sad
1: yeah and it, it it's made me sad too, just because, I mean it, the Nolan Bot, they again like Ghost has gone from being like this informative sort of alternate perspective on the world around us that we sort of communicate with and talk about and, and talk to about what's happening. You know, now we've gone totally silent and ghost is just an idiot.
2: Have and they confirmed or denied uh, ghost scans that they had in like Taken King and such?
1: Uh, as far as I know, those have been drastically reduced. I'm not sure if the, the final count is zero. Uh hmm. But, like, even then... Like, I
2: loved those, because that just, they gave the Ghost more lore reasons.
1: Right. Like, there's some great scans of Born the Dreadnought where Ghost will provide information and then follow up with, like, his concerns or a quip or something like that. I'm like, that's fine. I'm okay with Ghost being like that. Uh but some of the lines in the beta from Ghost were just nothing. They they brought no value at all to the situation. It's like if you don't have something useful to tell me, shut up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, think the there problem was is when they're trying to speak for you.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, even even right off the bat, you know, when you're flying in your ship, and uh, and Ghost is just chattering away, and and I think they even like pan over to the Guardian, turning and looking at the Ghost, and doesn't say anything you know it's like that's that's oh, the right, scene i was talking about fly. where i was
2: hoping they were gonna fill that in later
0: oh okay I, I thought you were talking about towards the end whenever oh uh, other, there was yeah there goal. was other
2: scenes as well but that was the first time yeah. i thought please tell me this is just a blank moment and there's gonna fill in dialogue here because they looked at me
0: yeah <laughs> there are yeah. a lot there's a lot of a lot of articles out like on uh, ign forbes and, and stuff like that i think the one from forbes says a mute protagonist is a big step backwards for destiny 2 yeah. So.
1: I mean, like, when, when Gall boots Ghost off the top of, or off the, the platform on the ship, uh, which was renamed, it was the Chosen, I believe, in the version I played in L.A. and is now the Immortal. Uh, but when he boots Ghost off, and then you, like, you rush to the edge and look over, like, I'm waiting for, like, the anything, anything. Like, I'm waiting for my guardian to turn around and be like, I'm going to murder you so hard. Like, give me anything that makes me remember that my guardian has like dethroned a cosmic space god, uh, uh, protected, like, the convergence of every possible timeline in existence by defeating a Vex god, <laughs> unseated, a uh, fallen tyrant from his, the rampant control of SIVA, uh, unseated the Kel of Kel... Like, why? Why is my guardian... Like, why did they don't even have, like, an I'm-gonna-kick-your-ass moment on on board the Immortal when faced with Gaul? Like, come on.
2: Yeah, or at least, like, to reinforce the significance of losing your ghost. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a big thing.
0: Yeah, the ghost and is like our like, clan, like, oh, you know, if we were fell. George Bailey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh hello. I kind of need that thing.
2: Yeah, it's, so and yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of it, it's kind of just like, oh, oh no, it's gone. Okay, it's like it doesn't. There's no significance there. I feel like I definitely want some dialogue from my guardian. Yeah, if if or the- something a no a, an ah. <laughs>
1: If the, campaign, if the campaign doesn't end with me with my boot on Gaul's face saying, allow me to reacquaint you with death, like, I'm just, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to have to make my own version of Destiny where the protagonist speaks. But.
0: <laughs> we can do some voiceover for the whole game.
1: We're going to have to. I still want I want Sherp to be my ghost.
2: My first, <laughs> one of my first oh, choices. Give me a script, I'll do it. <laughs> ten out of ten, I would. Uh,
1: all right. all right, well, let's go, into, let's, let's go into some other stuff that uh, I sort of noticed or picked out. Uh, I've got a whole list of all the weapons here and all the stuff that I had to do, like all the warlock, ar- all the uh, armor, and there's tons of stuff. Plus there's the strike, plus there's the farm, uh, plus there's the implications of some of the things in the Crucible maps. Uh, there's a lot to go through. This will probably be a two-episode thing just because there's so much, but there's some big ones I want to get, like, right out of the way right at the start uh, that were, like, super obvious. Uh, And the first one is Sweet Business, uh, the Titan Exotic Auto Rifle. Uh, As we mentioned way back in episode 31, uh, our show about exotic primary care weapons and exotic shotguns, uh, Sweet Business was the original name of the Fourth Horseman. So glad they brought it back. And then uh, the Warlock class ability, which was the healing rift or the whatever the damage rift, whatever it was called. Empowering empowering yeah. rift uh that's a direct callback to destiny one uh in destiny one rift is a warlock game uh used for studying new uses of the light and it looks like they succeeded so that grimoire reads uh rift in trying times the vanguard must look inward for new ways to prepare their guardians for threats that face the city the newest introduction to the crucible came about when a little-known experimental Warlock focus exercise was discovered by Ikora Ray and then modified as a sanctioned training drill for all varieties of the light. And then somebody pointed out, I think it was in the Discord, that if you open a Rift game and you go and you look at the Rift before it's all lit up nice and big, just like the standard Rift, it is almost the exact same animation that appears when a Warlock uses the Rift class ability. So it is... They literally learned from the rifts and brought them on over. Oh,
0: cool. I didn't know that. That's neat.
1: Uh, what else? Stuff that was highly noticeable. Uh, the Traveler should have been clearly visible from the Midtown Crucible map, but it was nowhere to be seen. Uh, whether this means that the Cabal, like, hook a tow truck to the Traveler <laughs> and drag it off somewhere else, we don't really know, but yeah, it should be there. That's that's too big of a thing to be like, whoops, that's a skybox oversight. Like you don't well, I mean, just forget what was that to thing put the off traveler. The
2: farm? That thing out in the distance from the farm.
1: That the smoke oh the shard of the traveler?
2: Yeah. The, well we
1: we don't so here's a weird like here's the thing about the, the EDZ, the Eastern European Dead Zone. Uh or the Eastern Dead Zone. Or the European Dead Zone, wherever it is. Uh Viru thinks it's Switzerland. Uh, did that fall off the Traveler and land there recently, or has that always been there?
0: Well,
2: from memory, it didn't look very overgrown, whereas everything else there was. I feel like it would look a bit more embedded into the landscape if it had been there for a long time.
0: And, not that it probably makes much difference, but it was... It's. Always smoking, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) so it's always emitting some type of energy or, or burning or or something. I mean that could, you know, if it is that powerful, I mean it could, could uh, definitely kind of prohibit any type of overgrowth. I would imagine. Um, You know, it's I don't know. It's hard to hard to guess at that. I I think I think it's just a. You know, we we didn't
2: shields the traveler like away but don't know what he does with it after that if he moves yeah. it
1: yeah we don't we we don't we don't really know
2: it's got that big rappy arms thing
1: yeah well i mean they could just like i mean are they gonna just like a, tie that to their their ships and fly it away drag like,
2: it away
0: <laughs> <laughs> swallow it up with the big catfish ship no that's something else completely <laughs> i know i know i was just making uh, a joke
1: yeah, but so the implications, I mean, again, we won't know until the story, until actual Destiny 2, but the implications of them removing the Traveler from our system is even bigger than them taking the, like, locking out the light in the first place. Like, that's a that's a big deal. Uh, because that, the Traveler is not just, like, the protection for that last city, but, you know, the effects that it had on our, our system were pretty far-reaching, so... Uh, somebody brought up a great point of people like Ephrodite uh, and the people out and like the Jovians who are all powered by the light like what happened to them <laughs> like they were just suddenly cut off out in the middle of nowhere like what's what's going on with them I mean I'm hoping they get something from Ephrodite like if Ephrodite if was really so hot on this whole thing where oh we're looking we're out there looking for new ways to use the light that aren't just warfare it's like now is the time, darling, to lay that stuff on us, because we are at our last resort at the moment. A lot of new weapons in the beta were from a weapon foundry called Veist. Veist, Viest. Uh, that foundry is not in Destiny 1. They have a very distinct hive kind of flare uh, and a horizontal uh, mid-body mag design. And they are all named after venomous creatures. Uh, we'll go into more detail on those a little bit later. Uh, I'll A big shout out to Chrono Lemon in the who was in our Twitch feed when we were on the farm, uh, who pointed out the proper usage of the terms poisonous and venomous, uh, so we were using them correctly. <laughs> I love stuff like that. Uh, Similar to Atheon, the new Vex boss has the dash Theon or dash Theo suffix attached to its name, Uh, not Theon Greyjoy, Uh, (laughs) which could possibly designate it as a god-level Vex, uh, as that's what that suffix generally means. The pro prefix generally refers to priority in space or time, having uh, an especially potent meaning of advancing or projecting forward or outward. So <clears throat> these two words combined could quite literally put Protheon on the forefront of a Vex expansion into both time and space. Uh, similar to Atheon, but not quite. Uh, but, I mean, given how quickly <laughs> Protheon... Like, it's great. Like, you, you dig real deep and you find, like, oh, look at this. Uh, here, I'll go through the rest of it. Uh, The Modular Mind is a hint to its multiple changing weapon types. Uh, During the different encounter phases, Protheon will glow different colors, which correspond to its weapon's elemental damage and the stage effects. Uh, Protheon is able to summon Fanatics, which is something only previously seen by the Templar in the Vault of Glass. Uh, It's now confirmed via an on-screen status that the quote-unquote vex milk is in fact radiolarian fluid in nature uh, and causes damage to guardians who are exposed to it. There didn't seem to be any hallucinogenic or ethnogenic effects, which feels like a big missed opportunity. I hope that is something that they just didn't include in the beta. Uh, because we got a hint of that uh, in the final encounter on Wrath of the Machine, when SIVA starts to infect our systems, you get the, like the flashing SIVA symbol in your HUD. Like, There's no reason why exposure to the, the radiolarian fluid should not do the same thing to us. Like, that's, that's heady stuff. Like Just being too close to it should be causing crazy you know, psychedelic effects. Uh, so standing in it should do more than just damage us. Uh, and for the record, that's the same stuff that Kaber drank when he was in the vault. Anyway, look, here's all this awesome, cool information about Protheon, Uh, the the god of outward projection into time and space. Oh, he's dead now, though, so. So much for that. (laughs) Whoops. But again, so Gaul is this huge threat, but in 15 minutes we can destroy a a Vex god of time and space expansion? It... (sighs)
0: I don't know. We did seem to have most of our light capabilities, so. Yeah, I guess that's true.
1: And given that that it's that strike where failsafe calls us captain, which means it must happen after that O-Captain mission. I mean, it doesn't have to, but I guess canonically it does. Uh, Who knows what? We have somehow got our light back at that point, so.
0: And Ghost. I guess we'll say.
1: And Ghost. I mean, we're no strangers to finding dead ghosts. We know they can come back. (laughs) Uh, Also, somebody, I think somebody pointed that out on Twitter, uh, watching that cutscene for the first time. So it's, oh, I found the first dead ghost. (laughs) Wah, wah, wah.
0: Hmm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The kill feed is currently, does not show the name of the new House of Fallen on Nessus, just their house symbol. That's not surprising at all. Uh, I don't think that they would just stick that in there. Uh, Two new ranks of Fallen, though. The Wretch and the Marauder. Wretch seems to come somewhere between Dreg and Vandal, and Marauder seems to come somewhere between Vandal and Captain. Uh, and then I'm going to mention it here. The show notes are going to be extensive. Uh, for this particular episode because there's a lot of visual stuff to go over. Like there's Twitch streams and things we pointed out, but the fallen now occasionally have a new death animation where instead of a burst of ether escaping after a critical hit, uh, what appears to be their soul escapes, uh, from them. Uh, I caught a video of this. I made a gif out of it. I slowed it way down. Uh, now instead of like a spray of ether, it is very much like the exact character model of the fallen escaping uh, from their body. Uh, And this actually lines up with something that was discussed during a GDC talk in 2013, uh, when Bungie was talking about design philosophies and destiny and crafting the worlds and things like that. Uh, There's a little chat about this idea that uh, a soul like you, you, you get a headshot on an enemy and it's soul rips out of its body. That's something they couldn't do in hardcore science fiction, but in fantasy science fiction, which is where the direction they were going to in destiny, that totally has a place. Uh, I will link that particular talk uh, in the show notes. So everybody can, can take a listen. So it's a pretty cool callback. Uh, if that is indeed what it is. Uh, I mean, no matter what it is, it is, it is the character model. Uh, And it wasn't even like a... Their head didn't even explode. They just died. And then the thing went flying away. So, (laughs) It's just kind of funny to watch. Uh, In the grimoire entry, Skolas defeated. Varric's notes, quote, In the last few years, the Fallen have lost so much, and everything is escalating around them. There are gods and powers converging on this system. Old machines waking up, old bones whispering flatteries. They need a new way. Uh, So this could have been a reference to Siva, because, you know, the gods and powers converging on the system, the Cabal, Oryx, uh, old machines waking up could be Rasputin, it could be the Vex, it could be Siva, and old bones whispering whispering flatteries is very much the Ahamkara. Uh, But we also know that the Fallen's constant assault on Earth are getting them nothing, and at the end of Rise of Iron, as we go into Destiny 2, it seems that the Fallen are very rapidly retreating from our system so whether they knew the Cabal were coming, which makes a lot of sense given that they uh, invaded Firebase Rubicon uh, and had access to their systems uh, they were so entrenched to Cabal, couldn't even get them out they, they may have known, they may have known the Cabal were on the way uh, and decided to, to get out they're formulating a new plan, so I'm interested to see what the story is for the fallen. Uh, if it is old machines waking up, it could very well be the Vex, and that could explain some of the differences between the units we see sort of in our system. Uh, Scathe lock, we'll talk about that when we talk about weapons. Uh, there's a Shax quote uh, after getting a kill streak. That has him yelling, Call the Praxic Order, call the Thanatonots, the Gensum scribes, call everyone so that they can witness you.
2: Uh, witness me.
1: <laughs> uh, I think we're all pretty familiar with the Praxic Order and the Thanatonots, though the Gensum scribes uh, are in the game right now. Uh, you can find them both on uh, the artifact Harlequin Pendulum, quote, a curious device sought from the Gensum scribes. Uh, But also in the Ghost Fragment Eris Mourn card, uh, there is a Gensum scribe named Asher Mir. Uh, Eris has a discussion with Asher about the future, uh, and Asher is an Awoken who is fused with Vex technology, and whose ghost was fused with Vex technology. So, there's a good chance that the Gensum scribes are into some really weird stuff. Uh, But not so weird that Shaxx doesn't know about them. Da, 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 da. The purple ball still in the tower. It's sad and deflated on the steps. Uh,
2: really?
0: There was, yeah. There's a <laughs> screenshot. I'll post a screenshot of <laughs> yeah, it. There's, it's, there's it's one flat. somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of laying there.
1: Uh, but there is a soccer ball on Nessus, uh, hidden in the strike.
2: Also in the. Farm, we have actual soccer.
1: Well, there's a big gigantic soccer ball.
2: We have goals <laughs> and score marks and everything. Well,
1: I mean Yeah, so we have camo netting to to presumably hide our ships from aerial surveillance. But there's fireworks? I don't understand how the farm has remained secret with all those fireworks going off. Don't tell anybody.
0: Well, and there's oh. there's other issues with that <laughs> netting <laughs> too. It's like the netting covers the landing pads, which makes the landing pads unable to be landed on. <laughs> so, Although
2: considering how we've landed as a guardian, you kind of hover and transmat in.
0: Well, yeah, but so I mean, there's could, actual landing pads. I yeah, mean, sure. it's it's <laughs> not. You know, th- we saw that the ships had to dock and land in in the tower. But the uh, but like I said, these these pads are definitely hidden. <laughs> but uh, unless yeah, the sh- well that
1: camo that camo netting is only like fifteen feet off the ground. It seems like our like our ships would just tear it down. like if imagine flying one of the Awoken ships in there, the space dolphin ships. Like you would t- you tear that s- this stuff right off those trees. It's not tall enough to accommodate a ship like that.
0: And there's lights on the landing pads too. So yes, so, I mean. Flashing
1: lights, but camo netting. Sure. Yeah, makes sense. (laughs) Uh, And some recent stuff. So via IGN, there was just a preview of Lost Sectors. Uh, And in that, it became very clear that Vex Tower Door, the Well of Flames, that people were were able to get beyond. There's nothing inside. Is not the Lost Sector, but quite possibly something else. I was able to trigger... A bunch of weird sort of like quasi-public event stuff while I was on Nessus. Uh, it's probably related to that. The Lost Sector was an entrance walled off near the waterfall and the cistern, at least to an underground area called the Conflux, which is controlled by an invading cabal named Primus cal og uh, I don't know why they would name it the Conflux. Like, please stop recycling names. It's just confusing. Is there a Conflux in the Conflux? What kind of conflux is in the conflux? Like, why Why would you name it that? Why? I mean, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, and at some point, an area was shown off that's controlled by a unique Vex minotaur called Theodron. Or Theodron. Uh. So yeah that was just random sort of like random stuff i mean there's a ton of other stuff that's not necessarily lore related uh that was noticed like there's all kinds of cool stuff happening uh like servitors now provide a hundred percent damage reduction to enemies to the their units around them which is kind of cool uh I mean, we talked about this when I talked about the reveal. Zavala can die. In fact, in one of our live streams, I have an amazing clip where I'm staring right at Zavala and he just gets vaporized into into solar mist uh, after being hit by a rocket, which is really funny. Uh, You can charge up warlock grenades now. Uh, There's lots of exploding things uh, all over the maps now. Uh, if you stand next to the juke the, the the room with the jukebox in the homecoming mission and press your ear to it, you can hear it play like the the, the sad the sad hope for the future song <laughs> by uh by Paul McCartney. Oh wow! <laughs> like like slowly warbling and fading out. Like, it's it's pretty funny.
0: It's it's funny you mentioned the whole Zavala thing because after the uh, the beta came out, I saw so many people posting that. Zavala died and they revived him and, and I'm like yeah we knew about that months ago <laughs> but
1: <laughs> so. uh, what else anything else anybody like like noticed uh, sweeper bot is apparently a badass uh, yeah he's just <laughs> because not only does he get his Whistle protocol fixed. There's a bunch of like smashed up cabal all around him. So we
0: need to get his ass down to the uh the farm, start cleaning house down there. That place is a disaster. Uh,
1: all I can imagine is a uh, Stanley Spadowski from UHF with his mop.
0: <laughs> the cabal came for his broom and he wasn't having any of it. Nope, yeah. You know, I mean, and you know, a lot of people mentioned it, but there were a lot of red jacks around, uh, yes, you know, smashed up. And, and we mentioned this in your whenever you uh came back from your reveal um and there are a lot of red jacks around the tower that are that are smashed up and and there's like a, what looks to be a little place in the farm that is making or assembling red jacks or fixing them i don't know exactly what but uh yep but we'll, we see those around a lot Um, well, it's interesting that, that
1: dude, the, the repair, the, the bot repair guy is actually in the bar right now under future War cult. Uh, when you leave the bar, you'll see a bunch of bots I want to do a table and a guy working on them. So maybe that guy survived uh, and is fixing up the red jacks.
0: Yeah. That table down by the bar, right? Yeah. 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 That's the, that's where I tell everybody to go take a nap. (laughs) it's the nap it's the nap station (laughs) um but uh, yeah i mean you know i don't know do we have much about the farm down further
1: no i haven't i haven't added a lot i got notes all over the place but i haven't put a lot of farm stuff yeah on here i mean we
0: could talk about the farm if you want Well, no i mean you just said other stuff and i I was just thinking about a few just random things that we we kind of saw around there you know the only you know the only uh evident uh faction that we saw at the farm was Dead Orbit we didn't really see anywhere for anywhere with with logos or emblems set up for uh, New Monarchy or Future War Cult but we did see that little you know, Gabble pointed out that there's the uh, fire pit down near the dock that had seats around it um, and he kind of, of felt like that could have been representative of an area for future war cult because they've got, you know, their nice little sitting area up in the up in the tower that, that was. Well, I mean, so does new monarch. Yeah, yeah. It it just he was.
1: It brings up that was a I move. Mean, that's something we should probably talk about, and I'd love to because dead orbit is best orbit. <laughs> uh, it's kind of significant. They're only being dead orbit stuff on the farm. Like at this point. With the destruction of the tower And possibly the city uh, It's pretty clear that New Monarchy's philosophy about things Is 100% wrong <laughs> uh, They have Failed spectacularly uh, You know Their whole plan, and we talked about this In in their episode, you know put a, put a monarch on the throne and everything Will be okay, and it's like, guess what There's not even a thing now, like you you guys got nothing accomplished. So I'll be happy to see them go. Uh, or at least relegate them to the latrine duty on the farm. Uh, <laughs> and future war cult. I mean, in all for all intents and purposes, they're right, they're correct. They, I mean, they have... They've foreseen war in every timeline uh, and accept it as an inevitability... Uh, it certainly didn't help them defend the tower. Like, <laughs> why didn't me come running in five hours before the Cabal attack? Saying, "Hey, guess what? We just saw on the Lahasa device, the Cabal are coming." <laughs> uh, but now Dead Orbit was the one who was ready to go. Like, Dead Orbit's got the ships. They've got the gear. They are ready to GTFO uh, when the time comes. So we didn't. Maybe they didn't quite get into deep space, but they got out to the farm. So <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe Dead Orbit um, is a major factor in how quickly they were set up there. Maybe Dead Orbit helped everyone get set up there, which is why a lot of the supplies are theirs. There could still be, um, like, the other factions there. It just could be that Dead Orbit was the one with the supplies, ready to go, and so all of the stuff is theirs. But the factions still dwell there but they they weren't prepared to bring their stuff over.
0: Yeah. And also when we were running around the uh, the farm, you know, I saw, you know, we saw the, the usual, you know, weapon and ammo crates around. Um, I specifically took some screenshots of uh, one from Tex Mechanica and uh, another one from uh, Dado. A- mm-hmm. And then some, I posted those and someone else uh, commented on Twitter that they saw um, you know uh, uh, crates from Amalan and um, oh what else was there Suros, uh Hake yes uh, so so you know there's there's definitely still those other foundries around or at least some of the stuff made it out of the tower and down to the farm um, so hopefully we'll be seeing more guns weapons from from these other foundries
1: that also reminds me that when you're running the homecoming strike, uh, there's a point where there's a room full of computers, uh, it's like a little a little area just somewhere in the tower, and if you zoom in on the post-it notes that are stuck to the monitors, they're all written in what is now current-day German. Uh, and that just makes me wonder about Rahul's comment about wondering if anybody speaks pre collapse German Uh Maybe somebody wrote a bunch of post-it notes that are very important to the defense of the tower in German, and nobody can use them because nobody actually speaks German.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. Maybe it says in German, if you can read this, don't tell Rahul. <laughs> oh. It's
1: <that's> quite possible.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, sh- I'm uh, sure someone can translate
0: it. Yeah, even even on the farm, there were you know, there's a lot of canned goods, canned foods yes. and stuff around on the farm. Um, I took some shots of those and most of the the names seem to be german but when i looked a lot of them up uh, i i didn't find any corresponding um current day words to to match up uh but there were a lot which means that that either our guardians need food or the people that are were are going to be inserted as far as is uh well, yeah. some of
1: those some of the supplies also seemed to match some of the banners that appear on crucible maps that exist currently in the European dead zone, uh, specifically in Widow's Court. So wherever the farm is, uh, whatever language is spoken uh, in that area, it's that seems to be a a unifying sort of aspect of those areas. Uh, this came up also in the discussion while I was writing these show notes, although it's not in here now. Uh, we know that at the beginning of the timeline for destiny, the major forces on Earth are Russia, China, and the United States or the North American Empire. Uh, Europe's not included there, so we don't really know the status of Europe Uh As we approach sort of the golden age, uh, right up to the collapse, it seems like Europe could have been relegated to maybe there was something happening there that we don't know about. Like the status of the region is unknown, but we know they're not a superpower. Uh, Which makes this exploring the European dead zone all the more interesting. Like I'm dying to get out there and see what I can find because again those initial explorations were all done by the North American Empire, Russia and China and they sort of emerged as these three huge superpowers in the golden age Uh, what happened to Europe like (laughs) Brexit was very severe apparently (laughs) in in that timeline Uh, so yeah I want to know more I want to know more about you know what happened with with Europe
0: uh and then uh we also i think you pointed this out and, and i took a couple of screenshots of this there was a uh there's a truck um on the farm and on the grill of the truck is an emblem with a rabbit on it it's not the oh, yeah. it's not the jade yep. rabbit emblem but it's a rabbit that i don't think i've ever seen before have you i don't remember i uh, not in destiny it, yeah it's just a profile of a rabbit um full body um uh, Kind of outstretched, kind of like it's it's jumping or running, um, but uh, but there is a rabbit, so who knows what what that means or if it's going to mean anything at all. But they did insert that back into into the game. Um,
1: that was the truck with the crazy bright blue instrument panel. Yeah,
0: yeah, everything on the truck was all <laughs> rusty and nasty, but the instrument p- panel was like. In in mint condition, <laughs> so yeah. So some so some picker who's like trying to rebuild a, a truck is going to find that. and Be like, oh yeah. <laughs> um, and I, and because of that, when I started looking at some of the other cars and stuff, and didn't see anything else uh, that seemed very significant, um, we did notice uh, out on the farm also that out in the landscape, um, you can see other uh, what look like camps or or kind of inhabited places because there's little Ed. smoke there's there's smoke coming up what look like off of what would be a campfire or something and these big red banners yep um and i don't know that that we found did we see those red banners anywhere else though i don't remember
1: uh no not well there were too too far away to get a really high detail on we've seen other red banners in destiny 2 uh There was just a reveal for a new Crucible map, Altar of the Sun, I think it is. But on that map are are the same banners that used to be in the Speakers area of the tower, and they're also found in the lighthouse. So I do not think they're the same banners that are found in those EDZ towns, uh, but hopefully we'll be able to find out with time. What uh, but also is cool stuff in the farm. Uh our ship was out there. Uh or at least one of the tower jump ships was out there, but you couldn't get to it because apparently there was a kill zone beyond the fence. Uh, you could sneak under the dock and it wouldn't kill you.
0: Yeah. Uh, what else? Um we had uh had some pretty awesome looking rockets. <laughs> all stacked up ready to go um,
1: oh yeah there's all kinds of like missiles and rockets and stuff ready to go yeah uh,
0: there is again
1: we're we're immortal like why don't just pack something with all those rockets and fly it straight into the immortal <laughs> like uh, Amanda's already proven that she can get close enough to the immortal for us to transmat onto like why like, I, I volunteer. I volunteer my guardian to, like, carry a backpack full of rockets, <laughs> transmat me directly onto the immortal, and just blow it up.
0: The, uh, the area where the Cryptarch is apparently left a window open, and people were getting inside inside that yep. building uh, and chilling out in there. Um,
1: the Cryptarch now has this cool little hologram of an engram. And we know the Cryptarch is going to be Tirakarn. Uh, but she also is a tiny model of the vitalis that is currently available the machine the speaker's chambers
2: uh, super cute they should they should sell that merchandise mm. I would buy one i want one a little my vitalis disc. yeah no yes. i agree <laughs> it's so cute
0: uh, you f- we could find the the area oh where our um oh where the uh where we get our weapons from, the, uh, I'm... Um,
1: oh, uh, the gunsmith area?
0: No, 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 uh, where we store our inventory, our, uh... Oh, our, the vaults. The vaults, geez, yeah. 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 around that Confirmed. fountain. Um, so, <laughs> one of the
1: things I did in the beta was I purposely stacked my inventory so it was full, which would force items to go to the postmaster. They were not available when I got to the farm. <laughs> so, they weren't waiting for me in my vault, and there was no NPCs, meaning there was no postmaster. No NPCs. Ultimately, there was no chickens on the farm, which is a big deal. Uh, but yeah,
0: there's, uh, there's, what a lot of people have been trying to decrypt. A sounds like a Morse code kind of message, um, but it's just yep, I think coming
1: from the the Epcot Center ball, right, right,
0: and uh, the radar ball, and I, I don't think anyone's had any luck yet, um, but but there's. A noise coming from that. Um, we've got uh, these new little red. They look like some type of vehicle.
1: Oh yeah, like the mini, the mini things. Yeah, yeah, they're mini, they're
0: mini sparrows. They're red and they're all stacked up, and they're in a lot of different places around there. They could, they could be. I don't know. They, it doesn't look like there's anywhere, um, anywhere that someone could sit on it. To, to drive it or to, to move it around so it could be something that, that was just used in the tower to you know I, I kind of thought of them as, as things like to help move move crates around and move all the the gigantic boxes and stuff that we see everywhere um, almost like a pallet jack even though there are actual pallet just jacks. Like legit old <laughs> pallet jacks. <laughs> right, right. We've got these old school <laughs> pallet jacks but we've got these awesome little little vehicles that look like they could be capable of doing the same thing but um but yeah when you get there take a look at those they're red um they've got a little sign on them that says no step um and then you know it actually has they've got like uh a little sticker on there it almost looks like a a serial number but it says tower and then it's followed by these numbers and oh yeah, a bunch of numbers. eight hundred two five zero 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 R one two zero one or something. But um, so yeah, there's that. I mean, there's there's a lot of lot of other things around. <coughs> um, uh, those same
1: reinforced cables, uh, you can find those in the hangar of the tower as well. Yep,
0: yep.
2: I can say two things that bothered me about the farm.
1: What are two things that bothered you about the farm? There was no farm animals, <laughs> and there's no farmers.
2: Uh, well, I I don't know, because none of the NPCs are there yet, so I'm giving them benefit of the doubt in that <laughs> one. Uh, you know, never know. Could, could add that sort of thing later. Moving stuff wasn't happening. Uh, but I was bothered by... Well, for one, the fire pit at the docks area, right yep. near where you spawn in, has no fire...
0: <laughs> That's not true. Even,
2: not even a crackling embers animation. It just glows orange and it's a glows bunch of orange, sticks. Yeah. You
0: can you can hear <laughs> the me. fire crackling though. Can yeah.
2: you? Okay, I couldn't yep. hear it, but I was like I wouldn't mind this if they had at least an animation of some glowing embers in the bottom. But no, it was literally la- just sticks with a light in it.
1: It's like those fake candle lights that people put in their windows for Christmas.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh and the other thing was I'm not so bothered by the inability to go into the buildings, like some of the other, like that little building right there. What I am bothered by is open doors with invisible walls. Yes. Like, I'm okay if you close the door and I can't go in there. I can see in the window, but I can't go in. But why is the door open if I'm not allowed inside?
1: (laughs) There's the, there was, yeah, there was the open, the the open door. On the building closest to us. There was like us.
2: three open doors. There was doors.
1: The basement door that was open that we couldn't go into.
2: The basement, a basement is a bit, I mean, you mean the basement's just off the side of the big barn, right?
1: Yeah, next to the truck with the yeah, bunny rabbit on it. Yeah, that didn't
2: bother me as much because you couldn't really see in. And when you sort of ghost scanned it, it really didn't go anywhere. Like when you took your ghost out and it did the sort of environment outline. Yeah. yep, yep. It, it was like two feet deep. It didn't go anywhere. Whereas the rooms on the first building, it was like, I can see in. It's just a hallway to another door. Why can't I walk (laughs) through? Like, I'm okay if you haven't done any textures in there. I'm okay if I can't go in there. But why is the door open? (laughs) I can see the other door open from here. Like, ah, just, it kind of, it, it takes away from the immersiveness of it for me. Yes. Yes. I'm totally fine with doors being closed and I'm totally fine with areas we're not supposed to go to, but I like there to be legitimate reasons why I don't like invisible you are,
1: walls. You are playing the wrong game for looking for legitimate reasons for things. Well,
2: <laughs> well I mean, what I mean, well, in, in far as, insofar as invisible walls, I'm okay if there's a convenient tree fallen over and I can't pass. And if there's a fence, I can't pass, even though I could clearly jump over it.
1: It's, the fence. The it's, fence is open on the farm.
2: <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, on some of the other sides, you can't jump over it, like oh. uh, behind the goals and stuff. You can still get around it, but yeah. like I'm, a, I mean, for a general thing, I'm okay if there's a visual block there, but if it's just a straight up invisible wall in an open door, I'm not okay with that because that just <laughs> puts it straight into this is a video game and not realistic at all. Yeah. And it bothers me. Just close the door.
1: Although a cool note is just reminded me when you said having your ghost out. On the farm, if you have your ghost out and then you go into a run animation while your ghost is out, you can actually see yourself. You hold your ghost in your left hand while you move. That's cool. Uh, It's like a cool little detail.
2: Yeah, I like that. Uh, A
0: couple more things that I I, I enjoyed was... um, the little part that you were talking about, sure, behind the goals were the, the woods and the fences. That wooded area is so cool just to, to walk into it. It really gives me a feeling for what, like, the wilds would be like, you know, when you're out in, like, some really oh, yeah, thick awesome. thick forest kind of thing. Um, I am so excited
1: about outdoor environments on Earth like that. Like, being able to run through, like, a forested and wooded area is going to be awesome.
0: Right it 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 should be i'm i'm hoping so there's um under and then under the under the uh the building with the the water wheel um mm-hmm. is a super creepy little tunnel that you can walk through um feels like that's where Zer was is going to I was going to say it's like a hermit's <laughs> hangout so yeah Zer <laughs> for sure um and i don't know there's a big what's that there was a big white ship was that a drop or a, just a I don't know it, it. It was it was interesting, but there was also in there this this uh, a thing in that hanger that <laughs> I'll have to post a picture of this because it looks just like a claptrap from <laughs> from Borderlands. <laughs> it's like hanging in the corner. I was like, oh look at that, um, and uh, I don't know. It, it, there were just so many little things that that you know you you really hope kind of add up to something eventually, you know. Um, but who knows? Oh, we saw the area that, uh, that you'll be able to go and, and buy your emotes and your shaders and and spend your silver. Um, it's, uh, uh, like a little pile of crap with a, with a tarp (laughs) over the top. (laughs) And, uh, the only way we knew what it was, was it had a, had the emblem for, um, uh, huh?
2: Eververse. Yeah,
0: it's got the Eververse emblem on top of it. It's yeah. that blue tarp. Um,
2: well, all the boxes inside have it too, I think, don't they?
0: Yeah, I think they do. Um, but again, it's just like a the ship, like a big pile of. Junk. You're talking about
1: the ship, the ship that's parked out under those the giant white towers, just past the it's the soccer
0: pitch. No, no, it's in it's in a building. It's the white one.
1: Oh, the one in the building. Yeah, oh.
0: yeah. It um it actually has. has some numbering on it but uh
1: yeah the one parked out beyond the pitch that we can't actually get to is a hawk which is the vtol ships that we see the one that lands in the tower uh the ones from the gallarhorn mission that appear on bannerfall the one that amanda is flying she uses to drop us off Mm -hmm. on the immortal and the one that our our guardian is flying at the very beginning of uh the, destined, the homecoming cutscene
0: yeah and and you know there's other little things you know there's there's uh, out in the fields you can see a bunch of of what appear to be um, not weather vanes but like uh, like wind like turbine kind of things that sit there and just spin and I assume they're you know they're just picking up the wind and, and creating electricity to power the power the farm or power whatever is around. Um, to recharge the excess <laughs> yeah and uh, and then like down on the dock you know there's a big pump with a uh, that you can hear running uh, with a big hose that goes out into the water and then runs into the town so I'm guessing we're pumping water out of the out of the lake or whatever we're we're at there um, for use but I mean there's you know there's a lot of other little things that I'm sure people have have dissected more so than we have um, and there's also this warlock that can dance infinitely on power lines named the Dongarang. He's in a lot of my... Oh, that guy was amazing. <laughs> He's in a lot of my pictures, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Windmills, gosh, that's what I was trying to think of. But it's like a, those things are like a bunch of windmills, but they're very uniquely shaped. Um, so Oh, and, and obviously we get a, a huge view of that piece of the Traveler, that shard. Um, yeah, that, shark. that is out there, just nonstop smoking a huge black billowing, billowing smoke. Yeah. Exactly, and and again, you know, you can look try to look at these pictures all day at the little. I, that's what I just kept doing. I kept staring out into the distance, waiting to see people walking around at these other camps and stuff, um, but never never saw it because there's tents. Well, one everywhere. thing that's
1: interesting is that the farm must be well beyond the Eastern European wall. Because from Widow's Court, you can see the Eastern European Wall, uh, and it is nowhere to be seen in the view from the uh, the farm. Uh, so that's interesting. It's going to be interesting once the sort of geographers get a chance. You know, we've got some great people in the Exploration Channel uh, in our Discord. Uh, I'm looking forward to working with them to sort of like start to geolocate some of these places. Right. Yeah. Uh, people already were. People in, a, in our Twitch stream already were looking at, like, you know, what do the mountain ranges look like? What is the shape of the lake? You know, where where could these possibly be?
0: And it's also nice to know that uh, that an axe is still an axe and a uh, saw is still a saw because <laughs> they're still around and and still the same shape that we have always imagined them to be, and and apparently still is useful. Of a design as they ever have been, so some things never change, I guess.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to smashing my sparrow into a number of trees, just like on Return of the Jedi.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, well, I think okay. So I don't think I have much else. I mean, like I said, there's I've got. You can go see some of the the screenshots I took over on uh, Xbox DVR or or just on uh, just look me up on Xbox.
1: Yeah, I'll stick them all in a blog post. I mean, we took so many. Yeah. Like, I'll make a big post with all the, the Twitch stream archives and the, the photos we took and the GIFs and stuff and everything. So, do a big old, big old recap, visual recap. Cool. Uh, man, we didn't even get to the weapons and the armor and the ships. And there's a lot of cool stuff hidden in here. Uh, let's do another episode though. Let's go. There's some, like there's some deep lore stuff here. And there's some stuff I also want to wait, uh, until we get Gabble back. Cause there's a lot of game of Thrones references. Uh, <laughs> also there is the, the, one of the sidearms that has no trigger guard, uh, <laughs> called the needle, which was a future war cult weapon. Uh, and the flavor text has some pretty amazing implications for the future of the war cult. Uh, so I can't wait to have Gable here to talk about that stuff too. So yeah, we'll t- we'll take this into a part two, uh, and we'll talk all the crazy hidden lore and the weapons and the armor and and the the ships got some really cool stuff in them too. And
0: oh, I do have to mention my I did uh, I had a a little bit of a connection issue too. Um, this is the only connection issue I had the entire beta. We were playing Search and Destroy, and we were like on the on the very last match, and we were we were killing it. We were it was um, me and and Nate and a couple other people. Uh, Nate, uh, he's now called I'm a potato or I don't know something like that. Um, oh, Protato? potato, yeah. And uh, and I had just gotten my super and was when when I went to activate it. I had changed some stuff around in my office, and my console is under my desk. And my toe hit the power button, and I shut my, I shut my Xbox down completely <laughs> right when I initiated my super because I kind of flinched a little bit when I did it. And uh, yeah, so that was the closest thing to a connection issue I had. I didn't have any problems though. I'm, I think matchmaking went really fast, um, and uh, for the most it part, seemed,
1: it certainly, it certainly seemed like matches were loading way quicker than they do in destiny one
0: yeah and time spent in orbit was a lot less and uh and it wasn't real obvious but you could get to your director when you were on the farm and in game without uh without going to orbit so you could pick a new thing a new uh a new thing to do and jump right to it so that should uh definitely speed things along um i'm looking forward to that Yeah, well,
1: also at one point, I think, so we were in a, we were in a party, but not in a fire team. uh, And I was given the option via my director to just sort of like jump straight to your location rather than having to go to orbit and walk back down and join the fire team. Which is like, nope, go to where your friends are. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that worked. And that's
1: something they've talked about.
0: Um, I also, uh, oh, what was it? The, um, I just drew a blank. Dang it figure <laughs> save it for the next yeah one. No, no it's it, it, everything everything just seems like it's it's i mean i know it was the the beta and there weren't near the number of people that will normally have on the servers at the same time even though you know that's what they were kind of testing or trying to test uh, but everything went pretty smooth for me i was i was fairly happy with connections and and Everything. I mean, there were obviously the the same kind of laggy issues you experience with certain people in PvP, and I don't know that they'll ever get away <laughs> from that, um, just because it's kind of the nature of the beast. But um, but yeah, all in all, I, I had a great beta experience, and I uh, can't wait to get in here and talk more about you know this armor and the guns and some of the flavor text on those. Um, so yeah. Uh,
1: well, it's nice because I mean the the armor and the weapons are giving us a very clear indication of where the influences for Destiny Two are coming from in terms of the writers, and that's something I'm always super interested in. So uh there were there are a ton of Game of Thrones <laughs> references in Rise of Iron, <laughs> uh, and it looks like that's a trend that's going to continue. We'll talk about those next time. Also, uh, the next episode is just going to be like an, an orchestra of horrible flavor text. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, okay, I want to point out one thing. I'm not going into detail about it just because this drove me. Like, I was pacing around my living room about how bad this was. Uh, all the viced sidearms or all the viced weapons named after venomous creatures uh Deathstalker, black scorpion urchin red mamba copperhead tarantula they all have horrible flavor text but this is what sealed the thing this was like drove me out of my mind tarantula 3fr the linear fusion rifle which is awful by the way the flavor text is no one will escape my web the weapon is called the tarantula tarantulas do not use webs to catch their prey. Like, how how uh, disconnected do you have to be to have that make it into the game?
2: Ah, uh, but if there is no web, no one can escape it.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe the flavor text is an intentional warning because the gun is awful, but... <laughs> Oh, I I just I couldn't like I couldn't I had to stop. I was like, "This is unbelievable." It takes three seconds on Wikipedia. Like, even if you didn't know that, it seems like a kind of obvious thing. Like, maybe double check, but come on. Uh, Yeah, get ready for that. Get ready for that next episode. There's a lot of it.
0: (laughs) That's rough.
1: It'll be uh, good. We can talk about that banana's pulse rifle though, yeah. The Nurgle PR. Oh man, that thing. So good. It made it made me a pulse rifle believer. I was using the the Scout almost exclusively the entire time. Uh that does not compute. But man, that pulse rifle really
0: beastly. That and the auto rifles were so
1: good in the crucible.
0: And the Jeez. and the sniper range on the shotguns is gonna be fun to talk about.
1: The, well, the one shotgun. Yeah, the one
0: shotgun, but you thought Fellwinters was a f- was a lie shoot
1: <laughs> well it is it is called a retrofuturist. like maybe that's the idealistic past that we're fondly remembering i
0: guess man it was i i mean it felt i don't know i didn't even know what i got hit by one time i'm like what was that and i looked up and i was like holy <laughs> shotgun and i mean it was the guy was a mile it felt like he was a mile away i, I mean it was it was nuts <laughs> So, but yeah, it'll be fun to talk about that stuff. Um yeah, I until next time I guess we will uh we'll be back. Um we're we're hoping to to get this next uh beta episode turned around pretty quick and get gabble in here. Um and then we'll uh come back to hopefully finish up our Vault of Glass series um along with maybe a couple guests before Destiny two comes out. Hi. Hope so. Um, we've got uh, we've got some plans. Um, like I said, you can still find us uh, on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, our new home is over at Audio Boom. Uh, you can go there and and find us and follow us if you need to. Um, like always, we enjoy feedback and comments, and uh, we're still like I said, I, I still read them all. Um, we've got. Somewhere in the, in, we're nearing 200 uh, reviews over on iTunes, which is pretty awesome. Um, I think we're like at 197 right now. Uh, nice. So, so yeah, we can. will will I love hearing what people have to say about us, and and um, you can still reach out to us by email. You can join us in our Discord. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at d ghost stories, um, and from there you can find all of us. You'll see us posting and. and Retweeting and commenting, commenting each other's uh, things on there. Um, we're on Facebook. Uh, we we <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> um, Technically, we're there. I, I, it, when you know what? When people comment or message, I'm I'm pretty good about getting back to them on things. But uh, but we just don't we don't post my like I said we don't post much on our Twitter, which means we don't post much on Facebook or Instagram or any of the other. You know, we all we all pretty much post from our personal accounts on Twitter. So, you know, nobody wants to to come see my personal Facebook. It's pretty boring. I don't think I ever even go to it. Um, but uh, but yeah, you can. We're still out there. And if you're if you're new, thanks for joining us. And if you're old, thanks for sticking with us. Um, we've had uh, we've, we're individually starting to to stream a little more on on Twitch and. And always seem to have pretty pretty fair turnouts as far as people that want to come and and chit chat and and see what we're doing. So uh, you can find us over on Twitch at uh, we're we're Destiny Ghost Stories there. Um, yeah, I guess that's all that's all we got for for now. We
2: have a website. Too. Oh yeah, we have
0: a website. <laughs> 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 um, and I don't know that we've touched that lately, but uh, but there's still we've still got. Uh, got stuff over over there about us and about what we do and and uh i think i think we'll as destiny two comes up we're gonna have i mean the fact that that just from the this this beta we've got so much information that we want to talk about already you know as soon as destiny two hits we're just going to be overwhelmed with with information and you know we're not going anywhere we're gonna have a lot to talk about um good or bad you know how we are we uh we'll shoot it to you straight um oh our uh our friend uh captain Kex I just want to mention this he's been doing a little YouTube series and he actually uh asked me to to read something for him so i'm I've got uh, a little bit um I read that should be coming out in the near future and uh that'll be be fun he's got he's he's always got some some great insights on things and and still likes to, to stick with, with, the, uh, with proven information and doesn't theorize too terribly much. So uh, he's a great source to go out to. And, and a guy, um, or, or someone I, I know and, and chat with occasionally, um, Rhino666 just started a, uh, a Destiny Armory Defined website. Um, oh yeah, and uh, and I went there and was, was nosing around a little bit. It was tough this weekend whenever I first saw it because I was on my phone and at the lake and didn't have real good reception. But uh, but I looked through it tonight and uh, it's it's pretty fun. He's got it, he's got things um, laid out into uh, into some specific categories of, of you know primary, special, heavy weapons, exotic weapons, classes, things like that. And uh, as you drill into him, you know he'll have the flavor text. On specific weapons, along with kind of kind of what we do as far as is defining, you know, the they're trying to to look into the flavor text a little more as far as, as its real world kind of references and things like that. It's it's pretty neat. Um, it's a big big work in progress. So there's things that you can go to that will not have anything yet, but it's got a great layout and it's it's. Uh, Shaping up to be pretty good, a pretty good resource possibly in the future. So keep an eye out on that. Um, you can either go to whatever I said a second ago, or Rhino R Y N O six 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 dot com, um, and it'll take you right there. Uh, it's the dest. What did I call it? It's the Destiny Armory Defined dot com or Rhino six 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 dot com and then also I want to mention this again. I, I know we've talked about it a little bit, but there's an artists discord that I'm in and a lot of the, uh, I just kind of creep in that one, but there are a lot of, of the destiny community artists there and, uh, they're collaborating on things and sharing their art and they are actually out on Twitter too. So you should go, if you're interested at all in the art made by the community in destiny, um, You should go find them, and they are – let me look them up real quick. I think it's just uh, uh, DCA. Here it is. Oh, man. Somebody
1: just posted – so this is something that I knew about, uh, but I didn't talk about just because during the the beta, this was like – yeah i got worried you know i'm like live streaming infinite supers i'm like well it's like as bungie like hey don't maybe don't do that like uh you know there's the there was the infinite grenade glitch for Voidwalker, and i know uh, that was uh jb3 found that and bungie reached out directly to him and was like can you please take that down and then they were like yeah, it's too late now uh There were some pretty severe glitches. One of them was the ability for warlocks to basically glide infinitely uh, and then travel at bananas speeds. Uh, It was done by exploiting a glitch with uh, the glide mechanic and Dawnblade, but somebody just posted an enormous guide to it uh, on Reddit now that the the beta is over. Uh, I would highly recommend checking it out. Uh, I was able to pull it off a few times, not to the extent these guys did, but it is, it was an incredible way to break out of some of the maps. Uh, because (laughs) like you won't, if you look at some of the videos here, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But like, if you're on Reddit, I think it's like one of the top things right now. It's called a how to super bounce glide indefinitely and break the sound barrier in destiny 2." uh, (laughs) but it exploits this glitch by stacking it multiple times. And man, you could like, there are, you could fly all the way outside of the tower loop all the way around it and then get all the way up in the very, 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 very top. Like the, some of the views were absolutely incredible. Uh, but yeah, it was, it's ridiculous. Go, go check it out. It's awesome. Uh, if you're listening to this, check the show notes. Uh, if you're part of the the Destiny subreddit on Reddit, go check it out because the, the some of the videos and GIFs will blow your mind. Anyway, sorry. No, no, you're fine. It's just
0: yeah, no. It, so, what I if you want to find uh, any of these Destiny community artists, just uh, do a search for DCA on Twitter. I don't know what their actual Twitter channel is. Um, cause most of them are just sporting that, uh, little hashtag, um, in their description stuff, but Gamma Trap and, uh, Cob One Art, um, TR Illustrates, uh, Khan, um, a whole, I mean, there's a, there's just a bunch of people there sharing their artwork, um, and it's it's amazing to see, and and most of it's destiny related, but some of them work on other things too. And it's it's so much fun to to see what these guys come up with, and, and they're just amazing. Uh, they're just so such a talented group there, and it's just still kills me to see what some of these these guys and gals are are creating. Uh, it's just mind boggling. <laughs> so, but all right, I guess that's it. We're gonna cut out of here uh, so we will uh, hopefully with a gavel in tow uh, see you next time
1: sounds good my file yeah. is going to be huge <laughs> whoa I'm recording, at, well, I'm recording at maximum quality instead of high quality so let me know if it makes a difference but yeah it's, it's already at a gig and a half oh
0: wow that, yeah that'll be fun to download thanks oh. <laughs> yeah no problem <laughs> alright we'll see y'all
1: See everyone Bye. next time. ya see, see you, everyone, next time. Game
0: yeah, good. Uh, <laughs> it's late. I'm
1: going to watch. I'm going to watch Twin
0: Peaks. So. Might be able to work in Game of Thrones. No spoilers.